Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Good War Room family, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, of course, I'm Dev McMillan, I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother from another mother, got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building, Um, B. Austin is off um, out in L.A. County fronting um, reward money for, never mind, that's that's his personal business, We'll, we'll, we'll we'll, we'll get into that when he comes back next week. Either way, man, look, it was a week of sports like we haven't seen before, and we're going to rap about the events of the week that stood out most to us. So sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready, and get into this conversation. You know how. You can sign in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls um, in about five to ten minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline. That number, as usual, is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. Before we get started, like we tell you guys every week, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you remember to check out archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows, either on our own network at warroomsports.com. Just click on the, the, the podcast network uh, tab right there on the website. Um, or you can check us out on a lot of the major podcast listening platforms. We're, we're pretty much on most of them. So uh, go ahead and check us out and all of our partner shows on the network what up blueprint what's the deal yo what's up bro um you know i'm just just trying to stay out the way man you know trying to trying to have a better week than the clippers you know but anything's good man <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's meme city right now um out in Clipperland. um and, and we're gonna get to that a little later but i mean they it's won the off season though yeah, they they definitely won the off season. You know, they they won that that off season chip that we always talk about and fizzled out a little early, a little too short in the bubble. We're gonna get to all that in just a minute. But before we do, man, I mean, we'll jump right into it. So let's let's pay some bills and then let's talk about the Clippers fizzling out. Um, let's talk some hot topics. Hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Look, War Room family, we tell you every week. It's time for you to go make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, what are you waiting for? The NBA and NHL playoffs are still cooking without the Clippers, but the mother of all sports betting, the NFL, is back. Week two on deck, so lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. Not .com, not .net, MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. 
All right, so like we just said, man, it's been a lot of fallout from the Clippers' uh, playoff collapse uh, in the bubble the other night. As we know, they were up 3-1, three games to one on the Denver Nuggets. And in pretty much (laughs) all of the games that they ended up losing, you know, as a part of their meltdown, they had a pretty substantial lead. Um, Denver forced the game seven, and then Denver just ran away with game seven. This is a Clippers team. Um, I'm not going to say that they were handed the championship earlier in the season because, you know, the Lakers and, you know, everybody who picked them would have something to say about that. But it was definitely between the Lakers and the Clippers, um, no matter what the Bucks were doing in the East or anybody else doing around the league. It was the Lakers and the Clippers, and the Clippers were the odds-on favorite um, coming into this season. Like Jimmy said, they didn't win; they won the all-season. So, what were your thoughts, Jim? You know, before it all went down, and then the meme party started for the last few days. Like, what was your what were your thoughts watching that Game Seven and watching them get destroyed like that? It's funny because um, you can see it like happening the whole game, that how tight they were playing; they weren't playing loose. Right. And it's like you could just see it, but the thing is, the Nuggets were running out of gas too. It was almost like watching a a heavyweight fight when both people are running out of the gas, but the Nuggets just kept like, um, here's the crazy part: they were calling timeouts at the right time and figuring out a way to get like extra effort, extra energy out of guys because they both were. You can see they both were drained. Right. It was to the point where I don't know what Doc was doing because at one of them Jones, like the the refs called a timeout and Doc got mad. Like, I didn't call one. I said the refs doing you a favor, dog. You can't see your players out here dying. <laughs> That's about to say, they just, like, they, the refs was throwing in the towel for you. Let these yeah, the refs was like, Doug, you're playing me to time out. But, um, so, Doc, Doc literally got out coached. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's crazy. Doc got out coached. Uh, your man can't call himself playoff P if you're going to come to the playoffs and play like that. Like, he was just straight yeah. out dreadful. Like, I, I mean, obviously, he's getting more of the blame the than time. how he deserves. It's, it's a it's a lot of blame to go around, but when you when you got a wide open three and you hit the side of the backboard, like you're you're scared. You have no you're, you're scared right now. Yeah, you're 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 mentally somewhere else. Like you're scared. And you know me. I'm so, a, I'm a I've always been a huge Paul George fan. I can't defend this. You know, I'm, you know, you also know that about me. I'm not one of these dudes because I like somebody that I'm just going to defend them no matter what. Like dude has been dreadful yeah. pretty much the whole time they've been in the bubble. I'm talking the end of the regular season into the playoffs. Yeah. Then a little story came out about him being depressed in the bubble. I mean, mental health issues are real, but I still kind of saw that as an excuse. Um, terrible. He was terrible. But dog, like, that one not shot just was him. a microcosm. Like, he was wide open, and he hit the side of the back. Well, who does that? <laughs> like, you're an all-star. How do you do that? And, and like, that's something somebody I, does, know, like, when they get into their first high school game or something. They nervous as hell. The crazy part is the Clippers team is uber talented, right? They yeah. they got an uber talented bench, they're uber talented starters, which is how they got to game seven of the second round. But if we being like, you know, uh in my Tobias voice, let's be honest here. And and actually Tobias made a point earlier in the season. I'm gonna give him his credit because he's been saying this all season <clears throat> and he said it's gonna come back to bite him, and I think he's right. That they didn't take the regular season serious and it come back it come back to bit them because when they get in like situations where no manager not caring on, about the number one seed yeah man like they their 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 chemistry is just not there they don't have any chemistry mm-hmm. and exactly. it shows I mean 
Exact biggest you know, problem right there. Biggest problem right there. And I think that, but I think the scary part about that is I think that this could be what wakes them up. Like if you remember the Heat team that got together, I don't think the Heat team win back to back titles if they don't lose that first one. Right. It took for them right. to get that right. loss for them to like come back and be completely focused. And I think it's possible here with that. I think it's also possible here. But it was just it was just ugly. It was just real ugly. Like I was I was talking <laughs> I was talking to my cousin Bree. You know Bree. Bree was I was talking to her the other day about the game. And she was asking me, she was like, Yo, do you think Doc is gonna get fired if they lose? And and I was texting her, I was like, Nah, I doubt it. And then I texted her back, I was like, Then again, the way they lost is no different. Doc might be out of here. Now, looks like he's not, but that was ugly. It, it wasn't just that they lost, it was how they lost. Yeah, no, you're right. The the way they lost is is exactly what puts Doc's um, job in jeopardy because, you know, let's say if they get to the next round, they have a knockdown drag out with the Lakers. Like, you know, it's a team that you, you're not guaranteed to beat the Lakers with LeBron and nah. AD leading the way, even if they lose to Denver in seven. But the, the series was nipping tough the whole time, not 3-1. Exactly. You have leads in all of these closeout games, and then you fall short. Like, that goes into, like you said, the way they lost. So, you know, Denver wins game one, Clipper wins game two. You know what I'm saying? They go back and forth the whole time, and they have a knockdown drag out. He's still cool. Even this is the second round loss because Denver is a team that, even though I don't really like that Jamal Murray's calling for it right now, Denver's a team that deserves respect. They deserve our respect. They deserve respect from the people that they play. Um, I kind of think Jamal Murray should have chilled on that because, you know, you, you start pumping your chest and calling for respect right yeah. now, and then the Lakers go in there and drag y'all. Then <laughs> it sounds like, it, it sound like, sound like your goal's already met. It sounds like you ain't playing for the team. Exactly, team. exactly, because that's what people are going to think. They're going to be like, oh, he must have been cool you know, beating the, the off-season champs. So, you know, maybe, you know, wait till – go out there and win the thing. Keep rocking because, like like you said, Jimmy, like, they look spent too. So, y'all might go into this, yeah. this series and get dragged because they've had a lot of long series, you know, in these bubble playoffs. Like, they had to come back mm-hmm. from 3-1 deficits in, in more than one time. So, they could yeah. be at their limit right now. So, it's like not the time to be – Yapping like this is the time to be trying to see if y'all got some reserves to go out there because it's not just one more series, you know. If if you can catch fire, yeah. you got two more series left. And Listen, you know, man, a couple of them series over part, in the East, they they trying to take this opportunity right now. <laughs> scariest part about the Nuggets is the Nuggets haven't even been pay, playing their best player because I've been telling y'all for two years now about <laughs> Bo Bo. Bo Bo is the future, man, and he's not even yeah. playing like. I mean, they must have been holding him for like the finals or something. Um, yeah. Your family got the audacity to name you the same name twice. You got to be nice. <laughs> Yo, I, I honestly believe that if Kawhi stayed in Toronto, he'd still be playing right now. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, because we talked about that team and how much fight they have and pride that they have in them. I mean, it shows you they were probably they were a superstar away from just being able to do that again. Like, look how far they got without them. And it, and, yeah. and that's still a toss-up. Like, they went to a game seven where they could have – they could still be playing right now without Kawhi. So, yeah. That's true. I, I don't but know. I'm just saying, you, wanted to leave, you wanted to go to a better place that, you know, that he thought was a better place. But 
That that's weird. And yeah. we thought that was weird from day one though. It's like, all right, we know you didn't really want to be in Toronto, but dude, y'all just won the title. Like, do you really want to leave yeah. a place after you just won the I'm, title? Like sign a brand I get deal. it, like sign a two year deal or something. You know what I mean? I, I get it though. Like the, the 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 temptation of living in LA is amazing. I understand. I totally get it. But I ain't gonna hold you though. I might have became a uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I might have became a Canadian. Like, <laughs> but Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi must be like been, a party animal, you know, when we yo, don't see him. Because you I'd would think Kawhi and his personality, like, you think he could live in Green Bay and be cool. <laughs> exactly. Like, dog, I would have been Mr. Poutine. I'd have been up there like, I, listen, man. <laughs> I'd have been like, hey, listen, I, I'd have been full Canadian, man. Because my thing is, they, they, that that I would have had a whole country in my hand. What's they wild called again? You said who? What's they wild wild called again? They little fake wild wild. Oh, sheets, sheets. No, not sheets. The, the other general. Oh, the oh, oh talking about um, what's the, it, it, it got the dude's name. It got the dude name. Yeah, it got somebody's um, name on it. Oh, what's the boy's not, name? Not the Wayne Reed. That's New York drugstores. Um, no, that's New York. That's New York. Yeah. Um, oh, what's the name damn, of that guy? Yo, now it's going to bother me. No, so somebody no, no. listen, man. Tell us what the name of that John is, man. Yeah, tell us. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a chain of convenience stores, kind of like a, a, a little Wawa up in Canada. Um, when when Jimmy and I were up there, we was in that joint like every morning. Um, it wasn't Wawa, though. Don't get me wrong. It's a big Wawa. So, we, had, we were in there. Um, hey, oh, it is man, definitely somebody's name. <laughs> Arthur, yeah, because he, he got a name. <laughs> Something silly. All right, but no, but but anyway, you know the the meme. They they've been getting meme to death since then, and and we talked about Paul George, but man, for the first time we've seen that Kawhi Leonard could be human in that type of situation, and he's getting it a lot. You know, a lot of people. You, you know, first of all, when, when you have that kind of success and, you know, somebody in a league already has, like, rabbit fans, individual fans, people don't like to see other people approach that or be compared to that. So, you know, as soon as Kawhi had his first, you know, his, his first show of being human, you hear people out there, man, don't ever put Kawhi Leonard's name in the top five or the top ten. Don't you ever compare him to LeBron James. Don't you ever do this. I'm like, people just can't wait. Like, and we and we see it both ways. Are we seeing the same thing in 2011 when LeBron had the bad final series? People want to, don't ever compare him to Kobe or don't compare him to Jordan. And, you know, the names were just bigger when, when they were talking mm-hmm. about him. Like, why, why are people this way? Like, <laughs> why does one I mean, game, they, one series, like, people aren't ever allowed to be human, you know, once they hit that 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 superhuman phase in a sporting contest. We never allow them to be what human. it is, man. <laughs> that, that that's that's kinda like that yo, man, they love they love to build you up just to watch you fall, yo. Right. It's like from what I've heard this week, like everybody wants to take everything Kawhi Leonard has accomplished thus far. Like it none of it means anything. Not the fact that, you know, he was on a team where he wasn't the superstar or the best player. He wasn't even, a, you know, it was not much at that time when the finals MVP with San Antonio and goes over to Toronto. <laughs> like you'd be lying. If you ever said that you told people that Toronto would eventually win an NBA title, like ever, <laughs> you'd be a liar. I don't care who they got. Yeah. 
went over there and did that. The chips had to fall in a certain place, but we always talk about, you know, winning championships. A little bit of luck got to go into that too. So the chips fell the way they fell, and they took advantage of it. But none of that seems to mean anything. I mean, I had thought initially that Kawhi was getting, you know, a certain level of props a little too fast in the first place. But it happened. But as soon as, you know, he had one bad showing, then they wanted to, they just want to erase all of it. Like, I just don't understand why we're like this as, as a sports society. I mean, because I mean, cause that's the thing. It, it's, it's Hyperbole is what drives sports conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, what I recognize from watching all the shows and things that come on and the conversations online. It's about everything's the greatest, the best, the worst. Like, because I guess if everything's just like, you know, even kill or, or the way it should be and let things play out, that's kind of Talk boring. About. So it adds <laughs> to it. Yeah, it adds to it by all the hyperbole and all the BS. Yeah, which, which is why, like you said, these analysts on television, they like they have to have a list of dumb shit that they're going to say every time they get in front of a camera. <laughs> like, whether I believe it or not, I mean, some of them might actually believe the stuff that they're saying. I think most of them don't. Because we're in that time now where the PTI format is king. So if you're on a show and it's two or more people on the show, you have to have a certain amount of people taking the different stance. So I'm pretty sure in their little pre-show meetings, they're like, all right, on this topic, I'll take that. You take this. <laughs> they probably don't believe half the stuff they're saying. And then you, half have, a, yo, then you have the analysts, which is all of them, who have their favorite player. So they'll say anything to make their favorite player look better than they may be. So it, it, it's entertaining. Yo, real quick, do real it. quick. I, I just got to say this on the record, yo. It's Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some corny names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he corny. All right, back, yeah, back to the conversation, though. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, okay. that's, that's, that's what, uh, that's what, um, that's what they do, man. I mean, it, it, it's funny. They like to tear you up, cause not, but now that they shot him down, if they come back next year and they go 82 and no, it's going to be like, I told you he was the Cause that's just what it is, man. That's just right. what it is. Right. You know, he, he, but you made, people a, you love made a good it, point like, about that, about comparing them to the to LeBron and D Wade and Bosch Heat, because this might be like, at this point, everybody, you know, including us, because you got to get these jokes off. Everybody's like, look, man, it's the Clippers. They're cursed. No matter who they have, no matter how good they get, the Clippers are going to clip mm-hmm. them. And the Clippers clippered um, in these playoffs just now. But if that team remains the same, like, and and they went out the way they went out, and there's a lot of things that can be fixed, like the one thing you said, like not taking the regular season that seriously, um, just the way they went about things, they never got that chemistry. Um, a lot of that falls on Doc, because if you have this much talent on one team, I think we all have learned by now that, okay, most of the time, like you can run through a regular season talent will trump most things. And that's why they didn't take anything seriously. But you know when you get to a postseason situation, everybody is getting better. The possessions, you know, it, it becomes more half-court. It sounds cliche, but it's still like that. You know, the game becomes more half-court. you got to have more chemistry. So this is where, you know, we see Doc, and he kind of got out-coached um, by the other side because – it seems like he was still just out there relying on the talent. And yep. I mean, you know me. Yes, you know what did. I've always kind of thought about Doc. Like we're not gonna sit here and 
just rail and rail against another black dude, but I've always mentioned, you know, even even in Boston, like Doc was the the KG and Ray Ray Allen. He was a KG and a Ray Allen away from getting fired from his second job. <laughs> if if, if Danny Ainge doesn't pull that off, then we don't know Doc the way we know Doc right now. He doesn't get the same amount of respect that he gets right now. Like he got the Orlando job, kind of like you know, like a Steve Nash, like a Mark Jackson, like a Jason Kidd, no experience. Doc was a great uh, point guard, not like a superstar, but a great cerebral point guard. He'll make a good coach one day. So he got that coaching job without a lot of um, experience. Didn't work out for him too well in Orlando. And then, you know, Boston happened, and then everything's been history since then. But I think Doc has always gotten – a certain certain level of respect that he really hasn't earned. And then when you see other people, like other coaches in the league and the stuff that you get to catch behind the scenes where they don't really know they're being recorded, you kind of see what people think about that. Like whether there was something where <laughs> Phil Jackson was telling Phil the players, Jackson. Oh, he's known for blowing leagues. <laughs> so it's like you kind of <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, you know what they, you see what they think of. So, I mean, what, what that, yo. Like, you thought, listen, man, first you didn't think he was going to lose his job. Then you think the way they lost, he might have lost his job. Looking like he's not going to, like, what's your thoughts I on think, Doc I and think, his role? I th- well, first off, man, this is just proof that, like, you know, sometimes you don't need a doctor. All you need is a nurse. Don't even ask how. But with that being mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. um, I just think I think that um, the owner is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Just let him run it back. Like all the craziness of the season with the bubble and yeah. all that, you got one time. But I'm, you know, if I'm him, I'm having a conversation. I'm gonna let you run it back. Like this is your year to prove it. But right. this is the last straw. Like, and that's kind of what I think is going on. Like you know, now you get a full right. season plus, now. Because you talked about how they didn't take the regular season that seriously, but it's like even with. The three or four months, whatever, however long the break was, you know, I, all of my months running together on me now, so I don't know how long all this has been going on. Yeah. But however long they were out, you know, because of the pandemic, it wasn't like they were out and they were able to practice and, and acquire their chemistry, you know, without being in the game. Like, everybody was just sitting mm-hmm. around chilling. And, and everybody gets the same excuse, but you know, some teams came back from, from the break and handled things a little bit better. I mean, nobody... I don't. Nobody. Like, if you sit here and and you're you don't live in Denver and you're not a Denver Nuggets fan, like, don't sit here and tell me now. Oh, I knew the Nuggets were going to be in the in the in the conference finals. I think I heard today that somebody like Nick Wright Wright said it, but you know why he says certain things that he says. Like, he's not yeah. telling you what he thinks. He's telling you what he hopes because he's rooting because he has a rooting interest. So mm-hmm. you know. He can say something bold like that, and then when it happens like this, then he can sit back and, you know, act like a genius when we all know he said that <laughs> out of emotion. But, yeah, the, you know, Nuggets doing what they're doing, they're really not supposed to be doing it, but you got to take advantage of the, of the chances that you get. Um, Listen, man, so, the, the thing yeah, about was, championships, major so many job. things have to go right, fall in place, injuries and all that, which make, that, that's what makes championships <laughs> – um, you know, that important. Because a lot of times as time goes on and history is told, a lot of context is lost in terms of how people win championships. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, even with last season, people forget the fact that, you know, Clay and, and KD weren't there. It's like, yo, the boy had this historic playoff run and won a championship, but you know, but as time goes on, people are going to forget more and more about Shoot. those injuries. You, you say that, so, and then, you know, people, like, we look at the Warriors like a dynasty, and we forget how things, how the chips fell for them to start this dynasty. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so I, that first mm-hmm. year, every, oppo- every team, every opposing team's point guard was injured <laughs> in, the, in the series. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, it's a point guard-driven lead. Steph had a little bit easier because he didn't have to face certain dudes. Um, and then the injuries that the Cavs had in, in that in that final series, I mean, it is what it is. You got to take advantage of the luck that's thrown your way because you're not going to just win just because this stuff happens. There's other dudes on the other side that have pride as well. Everything but has to fall in place. Okay, he was up 3-1 on, on Golden State with, with KD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, KD sold the mm-hmm. farm because – he wanted to go there, but either way, um, <laughs> so many things, so many things have to fall in place. So with that being said, like when this, what's in front of you now, you got to go after it. You got to go after it. No doubt. All right. So the last thing on this, because I know when we go to the phone lines, the caller's going to want to have some bars on it too. So um, just give you some of Doc Rivers' history with blown leads in playoff series. Two thousand three. Um, his team blew a 3-1 lead. In 2009, his team blew a 3-2 lead. Uh, in 2010, 3-2 lead. In 2012, a 3-2 lead. In 2015, another 3-1 lead. In 2016, a 2-0 lead. And um, 2020, a 3-1 lead. Um, I don't know why 2-0 makes the, the list here. Unless, I'm trying to remember, in 2016, when they were up 2-0, did they did they do that on the road? Because then that would be something. But if you're up 2-0 and you have the home court, like, that doesn't belong on this list. Most teams win the first two. And then, you know, it, it is what it is. But 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 this track record is a little bit terrible. So I guess, you know, Doc is going to have to live with this, this reputation until, like you said, if they get a chance to run it back and they take it more seriously, we know they have the talent to come in and, and – and crush the buildings. So they're going to have to do that for people to have a short memory on everything that's transpired so far. All right. So before we go to the, 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 the phone lines, Jim, we got to talk about one thing real short and you know, we, you talked about this earlier sports talk being about hyperbole and, you know, prisoner at the moment and this and that, and you know, I don't subscribe to hyperbole. Or the prisoner of the moment talk. As as a matter of fact, I clown it every time, I, every chance I get publicly on the air. But you know, I I hit you after this bam out of bio block and immediately said to you something that you've never seen me do in a sports, something you've never seen me do when it wasn't a joke. Like I, we we've joked and said stuff like this. But I was like, yo, that may have been the best block that I've ever seen. And a couple of days later, I had a chance to think about it. I've said that to people, and everybody's thrown the LeBron block on Iggy and the Tayshawn block on Reggie. And, you know, people. some people have dug into the crates. They said, and you build Russell footage. I don't even know where they found that. Um, <laughs> yo, I still stand by it. And this is, I, this is a rare thing for me. 
I think this Bam out of bio block is, is probably the best block that I've ever seen in my life, man. That's a lot of basketball it, it was, that I've seen in my life. Yeah, um, it was an amazing block. It, now this is, and, this, I, and I understand both. Because you know we we're always are. careful with words too. Notice I said best because what people keep showing me with the other blocks were the situations like LeBron. This was an elimination game in the finals. He can, yeah. I understand that. I, even like even me saying this is the best, I still think the situation still plays big into me calling it the best. But I understand what people are saying on that. I just think I just think first of all, just from a pure block standpoint, it's different. Those two blocks, you know, very athletic dudes running people down from behind where they don't know you're behind them. And you know, LeBron was three quarters up the way up the backboard, impressive as hell. And when we talk about blocks. And great blocks, that will always come to everybody's mind. But, yo, man, this dude, first of all, we we screamed at Jason Tatum all night to actually go to the hole in one of these situations. He finally goes to the hole, gets past his man easily, and is cocking back for a nasty dunk to tie this game. And Bam comes from out of nowhere, mano y mano. He bends his wrist back into the rim. At this point, how do you even salvage this block? Why is your wrist that strong? Like, I know y'all been in a bubble for three months, but damn, Ben, when you be in your <laughs> It was crazy, man. The still shots made me I know, it crazy. definitely was. Because my man can is in me, the rim. <laughs> for me, it's just like, con- like the, the, the context of the game just matters. Like, when I, when I think of block, right. the first thing I thought of when you said that was that LeBron block. Because it was game seven, and game sevens have a tendency to, as a fan, and even though you don't care who wins one, one way or another, because I don't care what LeBron wins or LeBron loses every title. Yo, it just, it just, yo, it, that, that's why, like, the finals itself and, and, and championships, like, those things matter so much because those situations are just different. So that chase down block, I'll never forget that because I just knew that was like a layup, and he came out of nowhere. I'm like, yo, where did he come yeah. out of? And then when I think of best but block, but even so even on that, there was another man who made Iggy kind of double clutch it. You know what I'm saying? It it was circumstances in but that the situation. The, but the, the situation greatness of the moment is definitely there. But it was way more to that. But we remember it a certain way because of you know what went on the situation. And, and that's, why that, that's why that's why situations after. are important. I know, That's I know. Kyrie be like when we talk about that block. Kyrie be like, "Yo, acting like I ain't hit that shot after that block." But you well, might not have had the chance to get that shot. Goes down. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't get it exactly. You don't get that chance without that block. That that to me is nuts. And then when I think of just like the best block, there's just so many blocks. There's a, there's a block that Charles Barkley made on someone where he literally jumped up and caught the ball and started to break. To <laughs> yeah, me, that's like yeah. the best block I've ever seen. Because yeah. I'm like, I mean, Yo, and then you had he didn't. He didn't pin it. That's what I'm saying. I've sat and thought about all of that because, you know, when I just, when I, when I put it down to the best, like you think about the, the Charles joint, you even think about old ass Michael Jordan two handing uh, Ron Mercer's joint when he was a wizard. Um, that was crazy. But I don't know. I, you know what I think though, for people to probably feel like me and I, I've seen some people who, who have, you know, magic Johnson went out of his way, but I, I Sometimes, like, if magic is on your side, you'd yeah, be wrong. like, all right, I'm wrong. <laughs> like, when, 
Because Magic, he used he's used hyperbole he, for everything since the he moment stayed with the pun. He we stayed with the him pom-pom. smile his way into the league. Yeah, so sometimes when Magic says something, you be like, all right, never mind, I'm I'm good. But um, I think the Heat. Let's say if they somehow finish this, and let's say if this series goes to a seventh game and it's decided in the last minute minutes of those games, then that block is going to look at it's going to be looked at as being more important. And then they somehow go on and, you know, beat whatever team comes out of the West. Then I think people might start talking about it more being it's going to turn into the catalyst that sprung them to a championship. And then, then, you know, then it might be able to compete. But it's still, I get you, it's still game seven versus. But let's just say, because let's just say they go out and they, they end up sweeping the Celtics and no one's going to care. Or, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, they were like, they're going to beat them the next three anyway. <laughs> yeah, or, or they get or they get past something to get swept in the final. So all that does matter, but it's yeah. just that put it like this: I was the, the block is very impressive. It's definitely one of the greatest, one of one of the greatest. But this is why I hate doing greatest. I hate doing greatest thing because the one thing I will be honest about it: like it didn't. I didn't go yo the way I did. Like when I saw Barkley make that block, I had to rewind it fifteen times. Like yo, how did he do that? He caught the ball <laughs> shot and just started the break. Like that to me. And the thing is. You know, this is coming from a dude that's six four. That was so more it's disrespectful. Like, <laughs> that, that one was, was like disrespectful. mad disrespectful. It was like, yo, I'm not even going to punch it to to the stands. I'm gonna grab it and start the break. And start dribbling. To me, that was just like, <laughs> what is that? Like, I, I remember that. Like and like, nut. like eh. even LeBron John, I'm watching it in a replay just because just because of the situation. Like, yo, what? My man running like a deer down the court. So yeah. no, my thing with LeBron was like, look how high he is. And Iguodala ain't no slouch with, with the bunny. No. <laughs> I mean, like that LeBron showed you, like, I mean, even the BAM one, they, those two blocks kind of showed you how bad somebody wanted it. Like, y'all wanted it bad. I mean, if that's Shaq. And even Tayshawn. Tayshawn, it, Tayshawn John was, like, crazy because of the situation. Yeah, and it Tayshawn was a mean chase like, down. It from behind. Like, give me that. But um, just think about it. Like, Tatum, definitely, definitely nice. Definitely a, a very skilled player. Um, not the brightest. Makes some bad decisions. Takes some terrible shots. Like he wants to be his idol, but like when you imitate Kobe too much, you look crazy because Kobe took some crazy shots. But he's done enough crazy <laughs> things where you expect it, and you're like, you live with it because that's Kobe. He he makes crazy shots. Like take him just be. Yo. But it's also one of them Jones where because of their relationship, it makes you look at him like he's trying to be. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But because you yeah. know the relationship, you're like, man, he's trying to be Kobe. That's the first thing everything. Some, everybody some of these dudes trying to be Kobe. Kobe's, they took his advice way too literal. <laughs> like, like Kobe, shoot that shit. Dude. All right. But um. Yeah. So you know, it looked like all summer. I mean, all off season, he must have been working on his. He barely even do step backs. He do steps to the step to the side, step aside. Um, Yo, them Jones be. It looks like does he, he start working on his step asides and his get up because he damn sure got up off the floor for that last shot and tried to shoot it, and they didn't call anything. He might ah, need yo, to get into the weight room a little more because if that's Shaq, I mean, you got to go to the extreme with Shaq. But even if that's Bron, if that's yeah, yeah, Bron dunked in the rim. Yeah, yeah, like. Bam out of body, like today we're talking about his x-ray results and how long he's going to be out going into next season and, the, you know, when his 
was his surgery successful or not. That's what we're talking about with a lot of these other guys. There's no way you can bend this man's arm back like that and he can flex it back up like an arm wrestler that's coming back in an arm wrestling match. And then if you look at it, Tatum's body moved out of the way. Like he pushed it that that strongly that dude's whole body moved. I'm like, you got to get I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Here's the one thing they got. The one thing that got lost in all this is the fact that Tyler is a hero, yo. Dude, he making <laughs> some of the biggest shots in the playoffs, like, yeah. And it is because because they Ice haven't really came yeah. down to a game seven or anything, they go unnoticed. But the boy Tyler Hero been like hitting some timely shots, yo. Their whole care, team man. is resilient. Young boy don't care. All right, let's let's I'm gonna just read this stat of the week, um, and this quote of the week, and then we're gonna go to the phone lines. Our stat of the week, man. Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards. He averaged 30.5 points per game this season and did not make an NBA all uh, an all NBA team. As a matter of fact, he didn't even make the All Star team. Um, that's the Neither. third most points per game in a season without making an All NBA team in the history of the NBA. Uh, I'm just going to read the names real quick of the people who did make it because if you you know, if you think he got shafted, I'm, I'm just waiting. Like, you got to tell me some names of who's going to come off. You know what I'm saying? It's always that type of thing. Like, if if, if somebody got shafted, you got to let us know who's supposed to come off of that, that list. So the first team, All-NBA first team was Giannis, James Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Luka Doncic. I, I, I can't say that, you know, all of those weren't deserved. Second team, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Pascal Siakam, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. Third team, Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert. I think immediately names people would start to debate. Um, Westbrook, Ben Simmons, uh, who I say on the second team. Maybe, Maybe Chris Paul, definitely Pascal Siakam. But, if, I mean, we go back to the regular season before everything shut down. Pascal, Pascal Siakam was balling. But, you know, people yeah, make think, their reputation. I think Chris Paul. Yeah, he, Chris Paul was getting a lot of attention and a lot of credit for OKC being what they ended up being this year. And you got to give them some of the credit. But I, I, I also think people gave them too much of the credit. Like, there's there was, frankly, just some young bulls on that team waiting <laughs> to be freed up to be able to do them. You know what I'm saying? And Chris Paul came in, had a different style than the point guard that was there, even though, you know, he was a high assist, you know, Russell Westbrook is a high assist guy. Those assists came a certain way. It was always, you know, Russ drawing in the defense, maybe kicking out. So all of these dudes get to do is, is shoot Jays and all that kind of stuff. With Chris Paul, they got a little bit of an opportunity to showcase their overall game some. So, you know, different styles. Um, uh, some breaking news. Um, Jackson State is finalizing a deal to make Deion Sanders their next head coach. Yo. Deion going to get some uh, – I mean, Deion going to get some, uh, some of them recruits there. And this narrative is going to keep pushing a little bit. Shout out to Jackson State. De- shout out to Deion Sanders. It don't even seem like Deion Sanders Yo, at the time. But shout out to the crazy part. I'm reading the, uh, the, so this this is like popping up. It's trending on Twitter. It's popping up that um 
but the the one reporter saying that the one holdup so far that it hasn't been officially um, announced, even though everybody knows it's happening, is they're trying to figure out what to do because Jackson State is a Nike school and Dion is ripped by Under Armour. So, Yo. you know, that's Yo. a big, big sneakers is in the way right now. Um, but that's Let me find that's out the word. Dion had the power to change their whole contract. Though. Yeah, how's that going to go? Uh, yeah, I but, knew some shoulder pads so big on this picture of him I just saw. Um. <laughs> Yo, but Deion Sanders, Jackson State, interesting. Yeah. So I, I know immediately, though, Jim, a lot of people would point to the name Ben Simmons because a lot of people think that there's only one part to basketball. Um, he, he's one of the best defenders in the league. I mean, his third third year playing in the league pretty much, um, he's in, he's – improved as far as achievements and accolades every year. You know, his rookie season, rookie of the year, second year, made his first all-star team. This season, made an all-star team, made all de- all defense first team, and now all NBA third team. So as much as we hear the criticism about Ben Simmons, he can't shoot a jump shot, like dude is showing, first of all, that people around the league respect him and they care about what he's doing. Um, I think it's mostly a fan and a talking heads thing that, oh, he won't shoot the jump shot, the jump shot, the jump shot, the jump shot. Um, I don't know. The impact that he has is greater, first of all, than even his numbers, even though his numbers are close to a triple-double, but not a high-scoring triple-double. So, I don't know. He's somebody he, – he has an argument to be there. I mean, everybody has an argument to be there. Bradley Beal, Chris problem. Paul. Like I don't even, I don't even think about Ben Simmons. To me, it's Chris Paul. Get him out of there. Bradley Beal's problem, of course, is going to be the fact that the Wizards don't win any games. I mean, they even got invited to the bubble and fell even farther in the standings. <laughs> they fell <laughs> under teams that weren't invited to the bubble. Um, he didn't come to the bubble, but that's going to work against you know, him. They, but averaging thirty, like. Something kind of got to give, though. Like, you averaged 30 and nothing. I mean, you know. Is that a sign of the times, though? Are are there too many people averaging 25 to 30 who probably shouldn't be because of the way the game is played now? I don't think so. I I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, generally, this year he didn't have to play with the gangbanger. The gangbanger wasn't there this year. So, you know, (laughs) he was able to get get (laughs) more shots. But if y'all don't know what he's talking about, I think. I mean, to get on the set. Oh, yeah, get on the internet, man, and look up John Wall Gangbanger. You'll see what I'm talking about. All I'm saying is this, man. Um, I think that it's just a, it's about winning, right? So they put a premium on winning. Like when they when they try to give you MVP, they try to pick the best player on the, the team with the winning. The whole winning narrative. So we still don't even know what most valuable player means because some people will tell you it's the best player in the league. Some people will tell you it's the most valuable player on the best team. Like, So with everything that comes, winning, winning – Here's all that. If, if if Washington was a playoff team, I think he'd be an all-star and all-NBA. No doubt. All right. And speaking of Washington, man, before uh, – I mean it this time. I know people are like, yo, he keeps saying he's going to go to the phone lines. Speaking of Washington, I quoted a week, man, um, and this comes from an anonymous Washington football team fan, um, told me personally, said it's, it's kind of a shame – but Sunday was one of the best wins of my life. And this is an anonymous Washington football team fan talking about they must their, be young. They must be young. Their, 
I don't know. You 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 have to be of a certain age to to say that. Um, you know, they they the Eagles spotted. I'm sorry, Washington spotted the Eagles 17 points. Um, Washington came back, scored 27 unanswered points to beat the Eagles 27-17. The crazy part is exactly the inverse of how week one went between those two teams last season. <laughs> last season, Washington, the Eagles spotted Washington 17 points, and then they came back and did the exact same thing. So <clears throat> a lot of excited Washington fans, and, you know, give it to them. Their team went out there and took it, did what they had to do. Um, but the standards are kind of low if that's the kind of thing, even if you are young, like the standards are kind of, kind of low from this once, you know, great franchise to, to week one, to a week one comeback being some of the greatest footballs, some of their younger fans have ever seen, like. Yo, Dan Snyder, <laughs> like he needs to look in the mirror. That's nuts to me, cause I mean, and I, I'm again, cause I, I remember them winning championships. I, I watched right, them hoist the right. trophy. So for me, it's like that's that's he actually insane. <clears throat> but if you think about it, Jim, if you're if you're even if you're 30 to 35, like that comment kind of weighs, like that you know, that comment has a lot of weight to it, because say if I you mean, are 30. It's, 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 and when they did win in cycles, last, man. Oh, you were like two years old, maybe. Things go in cycles because so, for, for as great as the, the the Golden State Warriors are, in my eyes, they're still trash because my entire upbringing, the Warriors were complete disaster. They were the worst team in all of sports. So it's like this whole winning culture is still kind of weird to me. And you look across the different sports and you see teams that are now considered like, you know, perennial good teams. And you're like, yo, they're garbage. Even the Clippers. Right. I mean, you're in the Clippers, B. Right, right. The Warriors and Clippers were like the bottom of the barrel. Yep, no doubt. All right, so let's um, let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias waiting. Get to this first call. Tobias, what up? Roll damn tight. Dude, I could have made a sandwich by the time you got to me, man. But anyway, how's it going? Ate a meal. What's up? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> You gonna make you gonna make you a cat catfish sandwich? You know what I'm saying with some cornbread, pork chop sandwich. Actually, you know where we from? Pork chop. And let y'all know we are nine days away from America's team, Alabama football, kicking off. You know that it's that nice, fine institution of higher learning. But uh, hold up, y'all, y'all ain't won a champ. Y'all ain't won a championship in years. What you talking about, man? You, uh, you Clemson? Hey. You talking about Clemson? We want more, want more recently than Doc Rivers, and they still hang. He's still hanging on to that. W wasn't awesome to Doc Rivers won a title, but somehow you still hanging on to that. Barack Obama just met Michelle by the time Doc Rivers won that championship. But uh, hey, listen, let's, just, let's be honest with Doc Rivers, guys. He's nothing but a high-priced AAU coach. Let's just be honest about that. <laughs> they say, hey, Doc, how you do this? We got to make shots and get stops. They ain't a damn plan. You know who had a plan? Mike Malone, and no surprise, the Sacramento Kings fired him, the Nuggets coach. Uh, then you watch like Brad Stevens, Eric Spolstra, and the Nick Nick Nurse Toronto coach. Guess what, Doc? They run plays. They have a plan. They just don't say, "Hey, we're gonna take the regular season off and we're gonna turn it up." But it made me think about the last dance. Remember that part of Michael George talking about? 
Steve Kerr and these guys coming and riding off our championship, they ain't do nothing. Well, let these guys won <laughs> besides Kawhi. <laughs> you know, and they were acting like they the world champs. But remember we also talked about that Kawhi might want to stay in Toronto. He left the better coach, the best GM in the sport, who probably could land Giannis because Giannis has a relationship with the guy who loves him. Uh, uh, Toronto coach and, look a little suspect this year, too, even though hey, I believe he's the uh, uh, coach of the year. But once the playoffs started this season, he look a little suspect. Yeah. No, I mean, Nick Nurse was – no, I, I think Nick Nurse didn't do a bad job, though. Siakam no, I mean, stunk up the joint. He won the coach of the year this year, didn't he? Yeah. Who you talking about? Who you talking about? Not, you know, people expected them to fall without him. But there there was a few games late. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we can't just – He did a good job. Because like, he did a superhuman job. Nurse, I thought Nurse did a like, good job. Like, I'm not ready to cancel Nick seen. Nurse because he made a couple of mistakes. Yeah. I, I thought – I personally thought Nurse did a great job in the playoffs. The worst coaching I've seen was like the boy of uh, what's his name, Boldenheiser, whatever, whoever Milwaukee coach is. Oh, yeah, oh Milwaukee coach who won't Giannis? He definitely does. Yo, not, not only, yo, outside of, outside of what he does with Giannis, just like watching him in clutch situations, he wasn't even saying anything. He was doing what you said. We just got to keep, we got to keep going at it. We got to make more shots. We got to make more shots. Dude. No this is a crucial situation. Y'all about to get knocked out of the playoffs and swept out of here, and you talking about we need to make more shots. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy, though? What are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? What are you going to draw up for us to make more shots? He ain't drawing up nothing. And why is he having Giannis on top of the key? One, not knocking Giannis. His game is still growing. He doesn't have a jump shot. Why aren't you moving him around, putting him on the block, or doing something? Make more shots. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and it kills me. You know know what's crazy about this whole Clipper loss thing? And, yes, I know there are, like, people who who aren't LeBron fans. But you know how loud these people are who are either on clutch payroll like Tristan Thompson and Kendra Perkins and Shannon Sharp and Nick Wright and your boys boiling the court and anyone who loses who's remotely a threat? No, (laughs) but the thing is, with the Clippers, it's not like – like, if you look – Laker Nation, Braun Nation, like they got the most jokes about the Clippers, but they're kind of like a lot of them, they're like disrespecting them, like, oh, the Clippers trash, this and that. A lot of what they're saying is, whew, we didn't really want that smoke. Glad somebody else yeah. made them choke. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of that is really saying. But since they did choke, you can put that in the form of disrespect. Like, oh, they trash. They didn't want it with us anyway. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's people, that's a sigh of relief that, you know, we'd rather see Denver. I don't care who they beat and how they did it. We'd rather see Denver than, than them any day because, you know, you know, yeah. most sports, it's a game of matchups. It's a game before of matchups. Because to me, it might be a little of that. But I think it also, it also comes down to um, if if LeBron was up 3-1, right, against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets came back and beat LeBron and the Lakers, it would be worse. It would be, abs- it would be absolutely worse. And the memes would fire. still be flying. It has to be worse. Though, Yo, the, because memes, the memes would be nobody still on flying. The, the, slander would be, the thing about LeBron, LeBron is, and it, I, which is why I fall somewhere in the middle, is because he does have sickle fans that will, like, you know, make up stats and do all sorts of stuff. 
But he also has slanderers, which are the absolute worst as well, who want to tell you. And a lot of them are closet. Irrational. They're they're closet Michael Jordan fans. They're all closet Michael Jordan fans that hate him to the point where if he did blow a 3-1 lead the the way that Kawhi and his team did, it'd be a lot worse than what Kawhi and the Clippers did. It'd be a lot worse. You you remember what I said earlier when people like, don't ever mention Kawhi. You know where they get that from? They get that from when, when people did it to LeBron. Anything LeBron does negative, don't ever mention him with Jordan. That's over. Like they act like the conversation is over because they said yeah. so. They learned yeah, that from they learned that from people hating on their guy. So now they're gonna do the same yeah. thing with Kawhi. Don't ever mention him. Like damn, he lost. He choked one time, and we can't ever mention him the way we were mentioning him. Like come on, man. Yeah. It happens because the Nuggets are a good team, and they are a very dangerous team. This stuff, before I get on old man Logan, a.k.a. Tom Brady, and, uh, and watch the Bruce Arians, I got to say this. This is how you know Doc Rivers can't coach to save his life. Why are you doubling a seven-footer who wants to pass and is a great passer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, if they actually move about the ball, unlike the Houston Rockets, they are cutting to the basket. Why are you doubling him? You let him score, and you don't let the Jeremy Grant, those guys go. But I think it's going to be a tougher series than the Nick Wright said the world think it's going to be because they have they have a guy who can score. They have a big man who will cause problems. And I, and I think I don't think they'll win the series, but I think they'll that. cause trouble. I'm interested to see how tired Denver is because at the end of that year, even though they was winning the game, dog, they looked like they was about to just die right there. Yo, yeah. Denver's gone seven both series, and it's not just – Down 3-1. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a back-and-forth seven. You know when you're trying to come back from something, you expend even more energy. Like, Denver needs to yeah. get some, some nice sleep in the bubble. I hope they you, stay you know in what, one but, of the better uh, Disney hotels. But I got, I got to talk about old man Logan, aka Tom Brady. I hope y'all watched that movie. Ooh, and Bruce Arians, right? Another, another All I heard was he's going to be the savior. He's going to steal the culture. Well, that, ain't that what a coach is supposed to do? Is steal the damn culture of the franchise? Uh, <laughs> you know. But it's crazy because I all those. It, I know y'all watch the game, and I know these pundits on the hot take media finally watched their first Bucks game in like eight years, right? Uh, the same issues that I talked about last year for years, right, showed up last week again. Bad left tackle. They talk about this guy was a rookie. He got drafted the same year as Jameis and started day one. The Bucks gave him $15 million a year. <laughs> you know, they still kept him. Uh, still can't run the ball. Gronk is done. He was done two years ago. Man, and they act like they're afraid to say Brady is done. It, it, like, you hear these excuses, right? Oh, they played the Saints have a tough defense. The Cardinals with new wide receiver went up to San Francisco and whooped them. But listen, but listen, to to that, Tobias, like, you got to live with that. The teams like the Saints, tough teams are the ones you got to get past to to, to get to your goal. Now, there's going to be a shift in all of this um, because, you know, you showed us. Buck Nation is still on their excuse for Tom Brady. Like, they didn't give Jameis these kinds of excuses. I mean, to be fair, Jameis had more time. So, maybe they – you know, because I, I saw some Bucks fans who, who did. Most of them were – you know, they look like us. Um, but oh, yeah, you noticed that too. Tom Brady yeah, is getting a lot of <laughs> But there's going to be 
I want you to get ready for this. There's going to be a lot of I told you so in the next two weeks because y'all have two games. I'm not even going to call them very winnable. Y'all have two games that you should not lose coming up in the Mm -hmm. next two weeks. So if y'all win those two games, then all the irrational Bucks fans are going to be talking to you, a rational Bucks fan. They're going to, first of all, they're going to, trust me, they're going to put this on you. They're going to act like you were rooting against your own team because you were being honest. That happened. Yeah, I, I tell y'all, I tell y'all every football season how I've been kicked out of Eagles um, <laughs> uh, Facebook groups for, for telling the truth. Like you're not allowed to do that. You got to be rah rah all the time. Whatever the organization does, you got to be on it. But they're gonna come at you in two weeks when y'all are two and one. I told you Brady was this, Brady was that. Um, you hating on your own team. I'm just getting you ready for this. This is this is what you're gonna hear. Um, oh yeah, but. The Saints of the world, those are the teams that you're going to have to get by. So you, you know, beating the Carolina Panthers next next week. If you do that, that's the way you see it. That's the way you, you see it. That. I see it that the, I see it the Bucks are so bad they might lose the next week. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing they with this, the right? Panthers. I mean, that means white boy Hatcher went off. But yeah, I need that. Yeah. I need those points. Yeah, because <laughs> what people are missing is the Panthers are in a full rebuild. You know, they're just trying to get better. You and know, that's the but it's still a division game it's on the road. It's still, it's still an NFL game, but people are missing. But Teddy ain't going to label that. Yeah, Teddy yeah. ain't like, Teddy don't get his 188. But, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, the announcer, the announcer from the Panthers game was, like, giving him a credit, but he was calling him – it was, like, the best it was like the, the best away I've seen someone called average ever. He was like, you know, Teddy is never going to give you big numbers, but he's also not going to make a bunch of mistakes. He's going to be there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so he'll never, he'll never be. He's a, he'll never be a pro bowler, an all star, or anything like that. But he's also not going to lose you the game. I was like, yo, yeah, he was like going out of your way to go over one average. So he's like, he, he just showed you a, he showed you, he shot a Sonic commercial for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He shot a Sonic commercial about Tampa Bay. And you guys remember what I said? Also, when they signed Brady, is that all the issues on this team are going to be highlighted to point them out because they can't blame Jameis no more. Because Bruce Arians blamed him for everything, even though your defense gave up 30 points a game, and his pass, he was bad, and he still stuck with 23-year-old cornerback. You know, well, and Bruce, at, at least at least Bruce keeping that same energy. He's blaming Brady, too. But you know how people say don't call him out. But people say don't call him out. be throwing your, your squad under the bus like that. And I'm not saying it because it's Brady. I don't think he should be throwing any of his players under the bus like that. Like he went hard. We, like, we, we thought, thought, we thought, we thought he was, was picking on Jameis. We thought he was just picking on Jameis. We thought he was just picking on Jameis. Come, come to find out, that's just what he do. Yeah, he, he don't care. Hey, but, but you know the problem that kills me is that okay, you led the league in penalties last year. You had the most penalties in the league again this year, and you had a team, and you got your big nose tackle jumping all sides. The Saints weren't even going for it. Uh, your, your best offensive play was one, two, three pass interference on three. But, uh, <laughs> but, but Tobias, that's just proof that you can't change a culture overnight just because you bring in a couple of people that have championships. It doesn't work it does, that it, way. Because that's what most people said all Sunday. Man, I've never seen a Brady-led team with these kind of stupid penalties back-to-back like this. Well, Brady ain't coaching them. He's not responsible yeah. for their culture. He can come in and tell them what they used to do then, but that's not going to stop dudes from jumping on side. Or getting meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, meanwhile the Patriots, meanwhile the Patriots got the W and and, and had no damn near no penalties. 
Because we all, we all know who's really we all know who's really behind the success they had. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And meanwhile, then I tell you that little plus white boy got a man with wide receiver one. Cam hey. running everything on one though. Ain't nobody jumping hey. up, uh, ain't nobody jumping on the false starts. Everything on one. Hey, 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 remember guys. <laughs> and and they remember not I said, him to call audibles either. I'm I noticed that. Hey. I'm like, damn. I'm like, cause hey, some of them plays, I'm like, damn, why did they run that dumbass play? Because Cam wasn't allowed to change it. So he just showed up to camp. You know, here's the funny part. Remember, I told you guys, Scotty Miller at white boy number ten is going to be wide receiver one for Brady. Who caught the most yeah, balls? Little Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the thing. You, you bring Brady there, you gotta you gotta put in components that he's been successful he, with, and throw into little receivers. You know, two yards over the middle is his thing. Like, y'all got all of these weapons on the outside, but Brady's really not going to get them the ball. Their best weapon on the outside is just throwing it up to Mike Evans and wishing for a pass interference. That's like, yes, that's our best chance on the outside. And I always told people, I was like, it's not about arm strength. Dan Marino could probably still zip the ball downfield. Now he's probably down there at 60. And people get mad when you say a 43-year-old man is declined. He's supposed to be in decline. <laughs> that doesn't Dude. mean he sucks. It's I like Michael Jordan. I go it's out like, there now no, and I throw the ball. My arm going to fly away with the ball. Like, yeah, get over. Yeah. You remember, I mean, I'm not you remember Michael Brady. Jordan the, you remember Jordan on the Wizard? He wasn't, he wasn't the same Michael Cork as the age, but he was still a good player. But, but what problem is these expectations people have. They expect the Super Bowl and bust, and I'm like, Little Fournette is not a great running back in the NFL. I hate to break it to y'all. No matter. You're going to get in the rock anyway. <laughs> That's what, yeah. And Tom, but see what people are missing. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are 50-50 receivers. You need a quarterback that will throw the 50-50 ball to them. They're not quick twitch guys that can run underneath routes. That's not their game. I know we keep talking about O.J. Howard. The guy named dominating college at Alabama. The only way he gets open is he runs misdirection. He cannot beat this man off the ball. He looks the part, but he doesn't play the part. And uh, it's the same issue. That uh, that left tackle been around forever. How come it's just the left tackle just now a problem when Brady showed up? The dude sucked since day one. But yet, he's now magically the problem now. Where were these people at five years ago? That's the part that kills me about how they yeah. like these sports reporters evaluating and talk about things. Didn't matter. Yeah, and, and like and I say this last thing, guys, I'll let you guys run. Bruce yeah. Arians yeah. and Doc Rivers are the same. They are overrated, and they live on reputation. Because Bruce Arians is likable because he gives the media a good sound bite. He'll cuss. He'll say he has some crown royal. But as a head coach, what has he done? Every quarterback that he has thrown a career-high interception. In their first year under him. Why no one talks about that? Because they like him. If they didn't like him, they would kill him. And I and I and I and I think this team is gonna be nine and seven, ten and six at best. But uh you guys have a good one, man. And I hope Joe Burrow wins tomorrow. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> and right, tonight. Man. Peace, man. You're right though, Jim. If they do end up losing to the Panthers, they in trouble. All right, let's go. We got the homie nods down in GA. What up, not? Uh, you know, down here in occupied territory amongst the pandemic, the zombies, and all of that, trying to get through it. How y'all doing? <laughs> Hi, brother. How are you? 
with them clippers, <laughs> man. Living amongst the maskless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what it is, bro. Ain't really the other way to put it. <laughs> What's up with them clippers, man? What's good, though? Not much. Oh, man, look. Talking about this, this choke job. Right, right, right. See, it's like I, I enjoyed all the jokes and, and passing messages back and forth and everything else because that was fun. But I, I think Doc is getting a little too much criticism on this. I don't think they had a shot to win. I think that was a hastily built team that needed the time, uh, you know, that we had off with the pandemic. They needed that time to really gel, get chemistry, figure out a pecking order and get things together. So I thought they were going to lose no matter what. That Dallas series kind of was showing you how many problems they had. So when they're hot, they can get up on you big, but they can't sustain it because they don't really have defined roles. And Doc's biggest mistake to me was rotation was too big, playing way too many people. Uh, You're not setting parameters on what people can do as far as when you come in, you do this, and that's it. And the fact that he was willing to play Tread so much is kind of ugh. So there, there are some mistakes with Doc, and yes, he took, Doc he took is going to be fired. Death thing a little too literal. <laughs> yeah. Once you get into yeah, the playoffs, even if you're a deep team, some of that depth becomes okay. If somebody gets hurt, we're deep enough to replace them. But that don't mean you need right. to be playing eleven dudes every night. Like it's the playoffs. Right. Same problem Budenholzer had in Milwaukee, where Budenholzer mm-hmm. he don't want to shorten his rotations. The other teams only playing their top seven. So no matter what, at certain minutes, you're actually getting behind or giving away leads because you got people on the court who should not be playing that many minutes. So that's the biggest thing with Doc to me. Now, Doc basically got that gig and then got the extra duties for a couple of years when they pushed Sterling out and they was trying to figure out a public relations way. And Doc, the GM, failed that team terribly. They had to kind of fix it. Uh, fix all the stuff Doc did, including signing his son and everything yeah, else. So, so, so Doc <laughs> earned his firing. So don't get it twisted. Doc earned his firing. But I am saying that that Clipper team was flawed. It's like right now, if they called OKC and said, hey, man, let's switch that back. Let me, let, let's get SGA and Gallo. And guess what? You can keep the picks, but we just want to swap the players. OKC probably hmm. hangs up in their face. Like, the Paul George idea was always bad. I have no idea why Kawhi believed in that dude so much. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Next year, they'll probably be a lot more dangerous, shorter rotation, and another coach. And I think yeah, they have, a lot they more have to learn lessons from this. Nah, they have to. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think, I think next year they'll become more dangerous. I think there's so much blame to go around. You can't even put – and that's the crazy part. You can't put it all on Kawhi. You can't put it all on – I mean, you can't even put it all on PG. It's just – it's so much eight. blame to go around when you're up three one. They Only all blame him I put on him, even, giving even, himself that nickname. It all went downhill. Yo, even, <laughs> even 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 Lemon Pepper Lou like was 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 non existent in game seven. There's there's a lot of blame to go around um with how things Lou played had a out. Bad series. Yeah, he was bad all yeah, honestly. So I so mean there's a lot of there's so much blame tough. to go around, man. And you know, uh, but but heavy is the head that wears the crown. When you you know you you know when you up there, you know when you when you paying your sons and all that kind of stuff. You know, right. right. <laughs> so so Doc Doc will probably never get a front line gig again. He's probably gonna get a reclamation project, or you know some type of uh, other you know other duties in a front office or something like that. But Doc's probably not gonna be a, a front line head coach ever again, and deservedly so, man. He used up all his wishes. You know what I mean? You left Boston when they wanted to tear it down and move to L.A. and be part of the process, 
and you messed it up. So, so Doc being fired, I got no problem with it. It's just so much more, you know what I mean, as far as the story. And he's not because if Denver didn't get him, the Lakers would have got him. To return next season, so he might not even get Paul George. Paul George right now could be the third option in L.A. and just be hiding behind um, two other folks and and not be getting you know. (laughs) 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 He could have been he could have been a third option. He could have been you know I mean right on the Lakers. You can't you you can't hide with a name like Playoff Pedo, Jim. You gotta gotta show up (laughs) Playoff. That's what I'm saying. Like, and the weirdest first of all, thing about that's where you go Pino wrong, first of all, nicknaming yourself. His skill set is no, everything, Kobe did everything he Kobe can do is there. <laughs> right, right. But but the thing with Playoff P is his skill set, everything is there for him to be as good as people project him to be. Oh, but I'm mentally, he's just not tough enough, man. Himself. Like, period. Yeah. 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 He, he's just yeah. not strong enough mentally. Oh, y'all, y'all talked about the block early. Okay, so the block. Y'all made the great I, distinction. That's the I best block it. I've ever seen. That's the best block I've ever seen in my life, too. Then you say, say on the other side, but you also got to look at the other things in context and say, well, this is right. the game seven in the finals. Da, da, da. So, yeah, I think we can look at all of that and say, yeah, those blocks are more important. That's just the best one I've ever seen, bro. Like, And then yeah, when we had the, stands, the Tatum story. Like you can give them that argument that the other ones are greater. But just – like best, even even situationally, like well, see that, and to me, that's why I don't do best because because you can't. It's so much. It's so many variables and context to it. But I think it gets a seat at the table. Let's put it that way. It's at the table with all those other blocks. That that block is at the table with them. <laughs> well, well, the well, table let's, do let, let, let's do this. Let's do this to really give give the block his credit. If LeBron is in that situation with Iguodala in that game seven, if you play that out a hundred times, I think. LeBron can walk down Iguodala in that situation and block it a bunch of those times. If you do that with Bam on that play with Tatum, I don't think he does it more than five times out of a hundred. Like that's that's what I'm saying. I think the level of difficulty. That's what I was trying to explain to Jim and them the other night in our chat. Just the level of difficulty of that block, man. We really should be talking about his X-rays right now. Y'all gotta stop shortchanging Bam too, man. That's what Bam does, man. That's Bam yeah, out of body. Yo, we we've been we've been Bam should have been banged baller, on, man. man. I know Bam, 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 that's why shot blockers get banged on because they do stuff like that. They put yeah. their damn hand you in the, the rim. Wrist. Like he should have got right. his wrist broken on that play. It was amazing, man. Like is that like Brian? Hey, 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 and Marcus, with, Marcus with dudes not knowing that he's coming and he's athletic like that, Brian golfing that shot. Yeah. Every time. Dude, Marcus Smart's block last round is an all-timer. And that's kind of forgotten now. But, dude, yeah. uh, your boy uh, Norm Powell coming down the lane well, on the break, mm-hmm. uh, trying mm-hmm. to put the game in the overtime or win it for that the Toronto, he gets the block. Yeah, that was Smaller a great block. But it ain't court. up there with those two. Yeah. But, but let me add the final context, man. I'm going to get but out of the way. They get play. smashed. They now, get, you know, if they lose, bam, block will be forgotten. Yeah, but man, look, I'm using that as the uh, instead of sending somebody blocked, I'm just sending them a picture of that. So I mean, it's already taken over. <laughs> that, that's that's the new word, as far as I'm concerned. Man. But 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 let me get some tape, some some uh, some context to the Tatum thing. Tatum's rookie year, first game of the season, they play the Cavs. Tatum goes to the lane and tries to lay the ball up. Ron beats it. They do a story talking to him about how Kyrie and all of them was telling him, yo, when you go to the hole, you got to you gotta go hard. You got to dunk on him. Yeah. So and he in got the playoffs Brian. that year, y'all remember, mm-hmm. he dunked on mm-hmm. Brian. So 
in that context, Jason Tatum going to the hole hard as hell. He does what he's supposed to do, bro. What would have worked 99 times out of 100. Yeah. But this dude put his hand no. in the rim, bro. I'm telling you, if you, in our, if you were in our <laughs> chat, we were screaming at Tatum the whole time for taking the shots that he was taking. We'd be like, yo, please go to the hole this time. Like, we were taking bets mm-hmm. on what he was going to shoot. Like, what are you going to shoot? A step back, step to the side. Like, what kind of dumb shot are you going to take? And he actually went to the hole <laughs> like he was supposed to, and it backfired on him. Like, I kind of felt sorry for him yeah. because, I mean, I know he couldn't hear us, but it's kind of like we talked him into that, and then he got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, my bad. He got a chill, yo, he got a chill with those steps to the size, man. Like, I, yeah. I understand, like, the rules, but that's a walk, man. Like, how's that not a walk? Like, <laughs> hey, t- even beyond hey, that, hold so up, last thing, last thing, last thing real quick. Before you go, I gotta ask you this though. Did you see that last play where he falls to the ground? He literally stands up and still gets the shadow. I'm like, they were gonna let him stand up. That's that's his get up jump shot. He got the step he got the step aside, (laughs) the step back, and the get up jump shot. Because he just got up off the ground, no dribble. He fell, he just got up. So if that goes in talking to James Harden, there's some kind of loophole where you can get away with that. Because I remember last series when Jamal Murray lifted one foot up and spun on his pivot, and then lifted the other and shot, and everybody's like, no, see, y'all just didn't see the rule changes. If you establish that foot, you can look. I was like, what? That was his so gather yeah, foot. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, people say that to me. Yo, he, literally, he literally fell and got up. We are in uncharted territories because James Harden has ruined this league with a lawyer's eyes <laughs> looking at that rule book and has yep. made everybody start to think mm-hmm. of new ways to do stuff. And so all everybody's talking about so, uh, gather steps and zero steps. and No, that's a step. That's not a zero. That's one. <laughs> right? And that's two. And that's that's gather steps. <laughs> what the hell I'm is like, gather Explain step. that to me like I'm five and, and make it make sense. Because that, that show is hell. No. And, and, and Bradley Beal should have been on the all-NBA team. Get Pascal out of there. Salute to Pascal. He's a nice player. But when you watch him, man, that boy legs is, is – it's like a deer. Like, he always look like he's about to fall, like trying to drive and anything else, man. He better, he better salute Kawhi for making him look so much better than what he actually is. Even though I love Kawhi got his paid. Yeah, Bradley Beal's way better than that dude. And if we're keeping it a buck, the fact that Luka is getting on all-NBA first team and all-NBA defensive team, I told y'all this was coming, but I, I, I'm going to just, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to leave it there. Oh, and, and Wait, Tobias, uh, don't, wor- don't worry Luka about Scotty Miller. Uh, oh, yeah, he's on the all-defensive team, second team. Dude, All right. I don't even Luka remember Because I would have had Bro, a fit over it's that. crazy. Luka? Luka ain't nobody. <laughs> right. Luka and I'm not like, even saying that off stereotypes. From what I watch, I've never seen Luka really guard anybody. As he shouldn't, because what? He's trying to stay out of foul trouble like LeBron and some of the other people who got a high yep. offensive output. Got, They're just trying not to foul. I got too much to so, do on the other side. I, I ain't even knocking him. But Tobias, don't worry about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller will join the long list of the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady white wide receiver hospital club. He will get mm-hmm. that boy killed before week six. Please believe it. Mm-hmm. No love for young <laughs> slot receiver. They will throw you into anything, man. Brady yep. and Peyton Manning. <laughs> That's what they That's do. Fact. But uh, and yo, if Russell Wilson gets to throw the ball, man, the rest of the league need to be scared, man. We we didn't see the typical Pete Carroll run the ball up the middle fifty times that, and then have Russ save him in the fourth. Like yo, I never understood though. Like why don't they let him throw the ball? You know, like 
Russell Wilson is a pretty good passer. Like, I never really understood. You know, at first, it was kind of like, oh, well, he must not be, you know, they see him every day. But then we see, you know, we get to see him every once in a while unleash stuff when they when they have to pass, so they so they let him loose. I don't understand why he don't pass the ball more, man. Yeah, I don't he, 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 he he now probably got, has the ball in the league. He got weapons <laughs> on both sides now, so they about to let him play a little bit more. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. That's true. And now Cam got the young boys had a lot of week, drops, bro. I'm worried about Cam, man, because if Josh McDaniels runs a whole lot of those plan runs and stuff like mm-hmm. that with your boy on Seattle, Jamal Adams, sitting in the box all day. Yeah, he's going to T-Bow this boy to death. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is treating him that. like he's T-Bow. <laughs> like, Yo, yeah, Josh McDaniels is treating him like it's like he got a new toy and he don't know, like he's just excited to have a new toy. So I'm going to try mm-hmm. all the things I couldn't do with the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> with that old man. Because you said right. how, how much fun well, yeah, they were having on the sideline. They just bumped into don't run into that. <laughs> Facts. Facts. But, yo, why was Miami so aggy with him, though? Like, this is the first time we ever seen Cam sliding and stuff. Yeah, Miami was out there trying to catch his chain. And... Yeah, it was, it was weird. <laughs> I was like, yo, Cam <laughs> must be saying stuff we can't see. I'm about to like, say, he must he have been saying some stuff. He was talking filthy. He was talking filthy because they was definitely pissed. Yeah. Right. He's probably getting all kind of quotes wrong again. Saying all kind of models that don't make sense, like they don't tell him. Hindsight is twenty three. No, hindsight is fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cam's that But anyway, man, y'all hold it down, man. Appreciate it. As always. All right, good brother. All right, appreciate, appreciate you, you All right, we got to take one more, man, and we got to get these topics out of here so we can get out of here. Um. Yes, we got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali, out in Clipperland. It's like out in Lakeland. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Anyways, man, what's good, man? How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Yeah, How are you? What up? What up? Yo, man. I, 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 I got a quick I'm question good. for you. And I saw you online, too. You, you know, you be disrespecting the Clippers, um, as you should. You know, you're a Laker fan. Clippers. The, the the name of this episode is check your own videos. You always be number two. But anyway, tell tell the truth, hundred percent truth. And some of the stuff you're saying is it kind of a sigh of a sigh of relief that y'all don't have to play them, or did you want that smoke? Like you wanted to play them for the to get to the chip. I mean, like Rick Flair, the great Rick Flair Check said to, to, woo, man, to, be the man, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And, yeah, I wanted to smoke. I want to smoke every time I see the Cowboys play. Every time I see the Cowboys play, I don't want to see Dak hurt. I don't want to see Ezekiel Elliott hurt. I want to see – I want to see – as a matter of fact, I want to see Emmitt Smith back there. I want to see Michael I, Irving. I, I, I want to see Robert Starbuck. I want to tell you that. I want to tell you that. I hate people that – I hate people that – You give them that, way that too much, man. Stuff, man. You give them way I too much. I hate people that – no, but I hate people that talk that cliche stuff. Listen, man, if I got a team I'm rooting for, I want the other team's best player to be hurt. I want the easiest way out. What are you talking about? Why are you thinking the easy way? <laughs> because I'm taking the way. Because here's why. Let me, let me tell you why. At the end of the day, it's about winning, man. I want to win by any means necessary, man. Listen, man. It's like this, Remember, Jim, the, y'all last two joints that Kobe led them to, all of them joints, y'all was supposed to be playing LeBron, and he never like 
made his, uh, you know, his end of the okay bargain. And then by the time and they I'm started okay. getting there, I'm okay. Tim wasn't, wasn't even that good then. His team wasn't even that good then. I'm okay with that. Tim wasn't that good then. We would have ran said, through no, him. No, no, no but, but his team was the number one seed. All of those years. We would have ran through him anyway. His okay, team but what I'm saying, Rob, he, is they were still he, supposed he was to be. Celtics. Rob, you get too emotional, B. You're Rob, not even the years that I'm talking about. They were, they were. If they're the number one seed, the two number one seeds in a perfect world are su- supposed to face each other. That's all I'm saying. Like, calm down. I don't know why you're being all hype like that. All I'm saying is Yo, they didn't live up to their. I know they didn't live up to their end of the bargain. It, it never happened. So. All I'm saying is I don't care about all that, man. I want a competitive <clears> advantage. <throat> I don't care. Like, if you, I don't need to. I want to play the best. I want your best. No, I don't. No, what? Well, you know what? Have a conversation about that. Have a conversation about that. Remember, remember the uh, hold on, hold on, Rob. Remember the miracle play that the Vikings made to beat the Saints. Hey, I know how much I cheered that. I wanted no smoke (laughs) with the Saints. No smoke with the Saints. Come on, man. Imagine, imagine being at your job. Imagine being at your job, right? Imagine being at your job, and someone gives you information that gives you an edge to, like, you know, put your company forward. You say, you know what? Take that back. I want to do this and I want to go. Come on, man. No, give me that. Oh, listen, on. man. Listen, man. You you tripping right now, man. You bugging. I, I was, I, but you know what? That that that's Kawhi's fault because he had a chance to come to become the NWO. But instead, he ended up being like WCW and in the gutter. So nobody hears about, and you know, I mean, for crying out loud, the Clippers. Like, come on now, it's uh, me. Uh, but you use a bad analogy, I mean, though, talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, that analogy was strange. When they become the man. All I'm going to say. When they become the man. All I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this, man. It's cool, but the Lakers got to close the deal. They have to win it now. Like, they have to win it now. Because truth yeah, be told, the Clippers, are gonna become, the Clippers are becoming more dangerous now. I think the Clippers come back next season and the season after are going to be more dangerous. So, bro, the Lakers bro, have to take they, advantage they, and win now. They, they said the same thing. Four years ago, when they had Blake Griffin, they had Crawford, they had uh, uh, no, Leonard ain't oh boy, no, no, no. It, was it was a lot different. But, you, but they're led by somebody who's already tasted championships. Blake Griffin ain't never won nothing, so the oh. expectations are a little higher because Ka- Kawhi has led teams, or at least led one team to that before. So this is not oh, come on, man. Know, it's not the same, the same though. Thing. This is not Blake Griffin. It's not the same, man. It's definitely not the same. And the team ain't as deep. The team is much deeper now than when Blake. They got two. They got two six men of the years coming off the bench. They got two all stars. Two uh, two of the best wing defenders. Like it, they they choke. They absolutely choke. But it's easy to say that now. But what I'm saying is now because of that choke, to me they become more dangerous because they choke. So I mean well, you know it's easy to talk. So all I'm saying is the Lakers have to seal the deal now. They have to. You know, um, get the job team. done. If the Lakers don't get the job done, it's all for nothing. Bucks are gone. Those are the only two teams that people even put in the Lakers class this season. They're both gone. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking, speaking of show, I just want to say, how come Bradley Bill got snubbed for the All Star? He came. He came off basically his best season. And he got snubbed. Because like what? Because the Wizards is the Wizards is two packs of ass. That's why. Because if the Wizards stink. <laughs> It, 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 it affects all his. It it, it affects all his personal accolades. Right. Where's, where's, right. But, but wait, 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 wait. Where's the only thing? Like we grew up in a time where 
Like you, your team didn't have to win for you to be an all star. Oh. Like you averaging thirty, he should have been an all star. All NBA, even though you know it's a great case for him, that's going to be a little bit different because they're expecting you. They're expecting your thirty to mean something. Like what did your thirty do? Did it did it lift the team farther than they were supposed to be? Um, I mean, it got him a bubble invite, but I guess that that wasn't enough. But um, I mean, it's a case for him. I, but it's not like, oh, it's not like an all-out, all-time snub, in my opinion. I see, I see. I mean, it's it's. I, I, I other than that, I think Luka Doncic is. He's gonna, he's gonna be something special. So I I can't I can't pronounce his name. Luka, he's gonna be something it's special. It's called Luka. It's called Luka. <laughs> Luka, Luka. I can't pronounce his name. I ain't, you know, I can't. I respect that. I respect that. I know. I know it's gonna be something special. Shout out to Maya Moore. Uh, uh, Maya Moore for marrying the dude that she uh, bet that she bailed out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I can't even get a text back. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> Why, yo? That's because you ain't got no game. Bulma's got a strong game, yo. I, I got, you, I got, you, you can't, yo, you can't yo. get a text back. My man got him a what? Yeah, he pulled hey, that man. from the penitentiary too. You out on these streets. <laughs> exactly. 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 But right, well, uh, yeah, we also, have, also, 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 I want to say, also, I want to be off with it. I want to hear him say, bro, bro, what about DJ? And I'm just like, come on, bro. I, I want to hear him. We got to hear At this point, that's y'all, that's y'all shtick. I know you love that, even though you act like Oh, hell no. We could talk about Candace Parker. We could talk. He can make fun of me uh, and and Paul and, and, and yeah, I said because I remember there, there was like this one picture of Brenny Griner that just when I was like just right, I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. And my boys was calling me yeah, that for months. And my boys, he couldn't make fun of that. But come on, man, like we didn't know, you know all these. Now I'm telling. <laughs> we didn't know that, Rob, but I'm gonna tell his ass. <laughs> He's gonna fire you. He's gonna fire you hey, up. Hey man, you. I like them tall. Hey, I do like them tall, but not not her. But you know, I do like them tall. But you know, anyway, you know, you talk about that. You know, shout to the niece that grows and they tall. Be able to shirt on because he can. That's crazy. <laughs> but um, uh, but 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 also about the Eagles. Listen, man, I expect them to be trash this season. It doesn't just sit back and cover your face when you see. With, you know, people do something stupid because I expect them to be trash. I think it, I think it's funny how Dev said he didn't want to he he didn't want to bash on a black man, Doc Rivers, but he bashed McNabb every time he gets a chance. But that's just me. You know? I had a rooting uh, interest in that. That's that's emotional. But, Next. Damn, Dev. <laughs> Did you get a talk about I, 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 hey, 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 dude, I was born into this. I was an Eagles fan long before Donovan McNabb showed up. So everybody, I'm not one of them homers that with the home team don't do anything wrong. You come there and you wear green and you doing something subpar, even though people acting like you're not, then I'm going to tell you about it. It's emotional. I, I, I admit that. It's emotional. I, I, feel I don't have a rooting interest. I'm just trying to keep it objective, trying to keep it 100% Analysts, you know, so I can I'll tell you I don't have a problem telling you I've always asked Jimmy. I mean, you've been listening for a long time. I've always said talk trash about 
Doc Rivers being overrated. This isn't new for me. It is new for a lot of people this week. So all I was saying with that comment is I'm not going to sit here and pile on. It's the sentiment now. So you don't need to keep hearing it from me. I've said it before it was popular. So I don't need to pile on back. No, no, no. Yo, yo, I remember when y'all was talking crap about Norbit, you know, RG3, and and people were getting on y'all about that. And then when he starts playing trash, then you'll be like, huh, I told you so. And actually, if y'all go back, if people go back in the high and the reels, y'all predict Kirk Cousins will take over for him. Y'all predicted that. I mean, I just—I always found it suspect for you to draft a quarterback in the third round when you drafted a quarterback with the number two pick. I mean, somebody forced your hand on that draft, and you didn't really believe in him, so you kind of knew <laughs> this dude's hey, job hey, would be you know what? You know, I don't believe in Harvey Roseman because his punk ass is excuse my language, sorry, is drafting Jalen Hurts. Destroyed our draft before with the Dirk Barnett draft, which I told everybody that Tredavious White and I and your son, someone was getting on me saying, "Oh, you don't know about football. You need to draft a defensive lineman." Yeah, we need to draft a defensive lineman, but I really think we need to draft. Yeah, but when you have one of the top corners right there, you know, get him, Tredavious White, and look and look what happened to him. Uh, you know, I really don't trust Howie. And, and, and like everybody's saying, oh, Odell Beckham's getting stopped. But what's the point of getting Odell Beckham if we don't have an offensive line? You know, just, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and, and the secondary still still trash and been trash for the last decade. And, you I mean, know, the, same, the offensive line thing is, I guess, at this point, is a depth problem because fully healthy, they have one of the best offensive lines. But you come into the season where – the guard that you just paid because he might be the best interior guard in the league is out for the season. Lane Johnson, who is one of the best right tackles in the league, starts the season, you know, hurt. And you're new, you know, two two years in, your young left tackle is is out for the season. So it's not that they don't have an offensive line. They they put the money in that in that spot where like they're supposed to. But things happen, and then depth comes into to play. You might not have that same type of thing because you got a lot of inexperienced dudes backing them up. I mean, we were down to the to the third string right tackle last week. They actually let the rugby dude play for the first time. So things happen, man. Eagles have been plagued with injuries for the last three, four seasons, including the Super Bowl season. It happened. But yo, Rob, we got roll, man. We 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 got to get up out of here. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, after you gave, gave a Mr. Mr. Anti-African freaking uh, uh, black redneck Tobias freaking at time, air time too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is his country ass, man. I swear. He, he killed him. I, I, I got to get y'all on at the same time. I got to get y'all on at the same time. Let y'all hash that out. We, we, no, that's right. I told, I told him, I told him to come on, and he don't want to come on. I'm like, come on, man. Like, my, yeah, Rob been inviting him to actually do a podcast. That can naturally be what they be trying to do on ESPN with people disagreeing the whole show. I'm with it. We, we'll put it on the air. You got to talk him into it though. <laughs> yeah, he'll be, he'll be like, well, I don't know. Robert is a dang socialist, and he don't. 
how he don't care. He, he talk out crazy. And I'm just like, come on, that's man. A, that's a voice. Whatever. That's a voice. Yo. We wrap to him, man. We'll pass along right, the Rob. message. See what's up. But we wrap to you next week, man. Appreciate it. Peace. <laughs> that was his um. That was his uh, Tobias voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wanted to skip to uh. You want to skip to the grind, yo? Yeah, let's let's go straight to what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, man. Yes, sir. Okay, what happened while you were on the What happened when you were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book, bottom line, best sports book ever written. I mean, as seen on NBC Sports last week. Shout to our brother Roy Burton. Yo, uh, get it at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, bro. Real quick. Shout out to Roy, though, because I actually sold some books. I don't know if it's because of that or because I posted the fact that he did that, but either way. Um, but yo, <laughs> what a chain um, reaction. What happened while you were on the Grizz Naive? Um, we ain't really got a dick to beat. Roy Jones is having second thoughts. I mean, I think everybody has second thoughts when he's time to fight Mike. I yeah. ain't really got no bars for him. I'm going to just read what he said. He said he's still Mike Tyson. He's still one of the strongest, most explosive people who ever touched a boxing ring. If anything, I made a mistake going in with him. He's the bigger guy. He's the explosive guy. When it comes time to fight, we're going to fight. If it comes down to bite, we're going to bite. Whatever has to happen is going to happen. That's just what it is. Um, I think, first of all, I think people blew this up. I don't even really think. Because if you look at how he said it, he said, if anything, I made a mistake going in with him. He's just talking. And and if he meant anything by it, I look at it because a lot of people are like, oh, look, Roy's scared now. If anything, I think he's trying to sell it because we've already told everybody the rules of the fight. They're wearing 12-ounce gloves like you wear in sparring to try to, you know, prevent people from getting hurt. If anybody gets cut, the, stop, the fight is going to be stopped immediately. Um, there's not going to be any judges, so they don't even care about who wins. They're not allowed to try to knock each other out. So when these type of rules get out and people start saying, oh, they're trying to sell us a dud, you got to say stuff like this. You got to say stuff like this to get the interest back up. So, yeah, to me, much to do about yeah. it. Yeah, do I don't that. care. Um, yo, Maya Moore marries a man that she put her career on hold to help free from prison. So she basically stopped playing right. ball and she dedicated to getting this brother out of prison. He, um, shout she out, believes it's shout out to, to love after lockup. I, I see you, man. Yeah, my man about to hit her with some major bars because not only did she she literally wrote his way to freedom, like and, and Andrew Hamilton, like he wrote his way out because yeah. he, he, you know, he got, he got the game out. That's Maya's understanding story. Um, pretty much, man. I just got one question for you because a lot of people this week who've been talking about this are kind of saying this takes away a little bit from her activism and her sacrifice of not playing last season to put this work in because she ended up marrying him. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that, especially if they fell in love after the fact. Even if they fell in love during the process, she still did it. Like, if you coming in, however many times she visited, and they talking about his case, and they doing all of this, and you think she look all right, and you shoot your shot, it might be, you know, she was first. She was there in the first place. So if it yeah. comes to a point where y'all set something up, so when you get out, we gonna do something. All right, but she was there in the first place. The decision was already made to do the activism, to do the work. So I don't, I don't think I mean, it takes away from it at all. I think it makes just, it a movie. I, just, <laughs> I think it I makes it a movie. Like, you can't judge it until it. you see how things play out. Like, what I'm saying is they didn't even give her a chance to stop the act. Like, if she just completely stopped the activism or whatever she's doing, then 
that's one thing. But like, give her time. Let's see. Let's see how this whole thing plays out. Like, you know, it's like one of the things though. Why can't she get her husband out of it? That's like we talk about activism and money. Like, why do people always think that activists are supposed to be broke? Why she can't get her husband out of it? Right. Salute to her, man. And salute to the ball, man. He wrote his way out, man. That's the he a legend for that, man. You, 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 you see me as brick house, and we all talk. You, you, you a war room legend, dog. I see you, that, man. <laughs> so salute, salute to the man. Um, oh, that's a lockup. Shout out. Steelers, uh, Alejandro Villanueva. He covered the name of police shooting victim on his helmet. Because, uh, you know, that was one of the things they were doing. They were putting the victims on their helmet. My man covered it up. I think he covered it up with some sort of military veteran or something like that. Yeah, because they, they agreed to 100% on the Steelers. You know, they they, they all agreed that they were going to put Antoine Rose Jr. He was a dude who was shot in the back in Pittsburgh um, by an officer. And Villanueva, like you said, he put uh, um, an – he put a – former military person who died in combat. Like, he covered it up with his name. Um, this is the same dude, though, that when the Steelers last season decided not to come out for the national anthem, remember they were the first team to do that, he came out mm-hmm. of the tunnel, you know, with his hand on his heart because he didn't want to, quote-unquote, disrespect the military and all that stuff that it was never about. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this is him. So you're not surprised. The only thing is he kind of acted like he felt remorseful about that because he was like, you know, we did decide 100% as a team that we were going to do that. So I'm kind of, you know, I apologize to my team. I just couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then he does it again on something that they agree 100% that they're going to do. Now, Marquise Pouncey is saying that he's going to take the name off the back of his helmet and his because he's been doing a lot of work with the police. So he said, he didn't get the full story on Antoine Rose Jr. And he it, he says there's more to it than the limited version that he got. He's saying he should have done more research. So he's going to take his name off his helmet now, too. So I guess Marquise Pouncey is probably one of them black dudes that kind of somehow tricked himself into thinking that dude getting shot in the back was justified, no matter what this dude did beforehand. And he got shot in the back. He was unarmed. So whatever he did before doesn't warrant this. So, I mean, he has the right to, to do what he wants to do, but it look a little Whitlockish to me. But shout out to Marquise It's interesting to me because, again, I talk about this often on the show is how history will show you. Outside of how history will show you, you make things a bigger deal by doing this kind of ish. Like, you know, if, if you – if you don't believe or whatever, that's fine, right? But, you know, sometimes you make things a bigger issue. You could have just went ahead with it, and then you dedicated your time and resources to whatever it is that you believe in. Right. But, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, everybody, yeah. everybody, you know. The next story you, about, the documentaries about, told, about a villain away. <laughs> Yo, LA County, LA County Sheriff called on LeBron James to help bring LA police shooter to justice. He wanted him to uh, put some money um, into the reward to bring he about justice to for the match. Day. The reward being offered, 175 grand. He asked LeBron to put up another 175 grand. Yeah, he's um, absolutely insane. The great thing about this, neither of the police officers died. Um, it was a point blank shooting that resulted in the hospitalization of two sheriff's deputies. They found out that this dude 
with some right-wing conspiracy nut in some kind of right-wing group. So you know that messed up their narrative because they just swore this was yep. Antifa or Black Lives Matter or something silly like yeah. that. But the fact that he made this challenge to LeBron, did it on TV and everything? No, he did it on uh, radio, uh, 790 KABC in L.A. I think it was a sarcastic challenge because it's kind of like, oh, since LeBron wants to always – you know, help all of these people who the police shoots and all of this kind of stuff. Let's see, you know, where he is on this side of that. I think it was sarcastic. I think he was being an a-hole. Um, I don't know enough about Alex Villanueva, but that's how I read the whole thing. Um, yeah. How do you expect LeBron? Like, why do you expect that from him? Now, somebody's going to say, oh, LeBron wants to be an activist and all of this. Why can't we expect it from him? But I just I think it was sarcastic, Jim. I think he was being an a hole. Funniest thing about LeBron, LeBron of all people, LeBron ain't the richest person LeBron. in L.A. or Hollywood. Why are LeBron, you calling him? Yeah, pretty much. You could. Why aren't you calling it the Lakers owner? How about that? Yo, LeBron <laughs> does never once said I want to be an activist. Like yo, LeBron just does things because it's the right thing to do in his head. Right. Whether whether you agree or not, if he believes it's the right thing to do, he's going to do it. And it's he's not a crime to defend your people. I don't know why everybody tries to make that a crime. Y'all been doing it since the beginning of time. Like, but when we want to defend our own, it's a problem. <laughs> it's reverse racism. <laughs> Which doesn't exist, man. I was told, I, I showed you, I was told this week that I need to stop talking about black wealth because uh, well, oh, cause I should be talking about all wealth. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It, all I was wealth told matters. that if they can't say, I was told if they can't say white wealth, I shouldn't be allowed to say black wealth. So, But they know. don't. They don't, and I'm not going to keep giving them the out saying that they don't understand. They refuse to acknowledge that the reason that we have to put black in front of some stuff is because we were never included, and we were never included on purpose. So, you know, we hear the same thing. Oh, my God, if there was a white entertainment television, you got, yo, NBC, ABC, CBS, <laughs> Fox, that is white entertainment television. You don't have to call it that for it to be something, but let us have some pride because we've done something in a in a place where we weren't included, where, you know, the opportunity wasn't just passed to us. But they can't understand that. So they want to make everything reverse this. You can't talk about black wealth. Needed um, mm-hmm. Move on, man. I hope LeBron better not get <laughs> Now I'm upset. We got to go. Yo, tell me what happened this date in sports history so we can get out here and watch. Because the game is – what time the game start? Uh, the, the basketball game already started. The football game oh, about damn. to start in a little while. Yeah. I know. Yo, like – Kemba and them already backs and step-asides and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Has Bam got any blocks yet? <laughs> I don't know. I've just been seeing the step-asides, though. You can't, you can't miss the step-asides because it's so weird to see. We got called for traveling every time we touched the ball doing that stuff. All right, so this day in sports history is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? If you do and you want a dynamic, professional, and most of all, an affordable custom website, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. You can get top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, Financing options are available, so that makes the price even better because you can break it up. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, 
to those already incredibly affordable prices, just mention us, man. Tell them the homies over at War Room Sports Century. All right, so this date in sports history, September 17th, 1947, Jackie Robinson is named Rookie of the Year by Sporting News. And I wanted to highlight that because if you do the, the history, you know, the, the knowledge on that whole thing, and you even talk to black people who followed the Negro Leagues and, you know, some old cats that we've talked to in our lives who even played in the Negro Leagues, they would all tell you candidly that, you know, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier was big, but with all the talent in the Negro League, Jackie Robinson wasn't even the best player. So all I'm saying is, look at this. How does this, how does this look for baseball back then? How does this look for the record books for all the people who set all of these records and didn't have to play against any black people? One dude breaks the color barrier, and he immediately wins rookie of the year. And they're saying he's not even the best dude we got. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to say nothing, but read between the lines. I'm trying to say something. Let's get up out of here, Jim. Um, yes, sir. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, and all the calls. We call them and chop it up with us. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NBA and NHL playoffs, NFL football, and whatever other sports you want to watch. Enjoy that too. Please stay safe, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Listen, everything we do, all of our social media, all of our content, everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. Pick up my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chunks on top.
www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. <laughs>